the vibe check. I passed the vibe check. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Welcome to I See Things a Little Differently. Welcome to another Wednesday episode here in February. And um, I'm going to make an announcement here because after pretty much almost a year of teasing this thing, and it honestly has not been on purpose. It's uh, it, it's the first time I've ever done a retrospective on the podcast like this. Um, but legitimately, I just didn't know where to fit it in, and I legitimately didn't want to start something. And then have it go weeks by weeks by weeks by doing other things and bringing it back. And I get that's what the archives are for. But I kind of want it just to be straight through. But yeah, last year, I want to say it was like June or May when I when I first decided to do, to do the retrospective. Naturally, no, it was, I think it was like in July um, when, I, when I decided to do the retrospective of 24, which I have said has been my favorite show of all time. Um... I, it was because I was being asked, hey, man, isn't 24 your favorite show? Like, why haven't you done a retrospective? And, you know, I just didn't think of it that way because up until this point, we did, like, the, the retrospective of Power, which we did that in one episode. And, you know, and I just didn't know if I wanted to attack that because to me, there's so many, there's always so many layers to a good TV show, right? Sometimes there's so many layers to a bad show, too. But for me, when you're enjoying it, you want to talk about so many aspects of it. And I remember when I first started recording this, I recorded the first two episodes in, like, August of 2023. And I remember about to hit episode three, started recording, and I was like, ugh, this doesn't feel right. And it wasn't the same energy, it wasn't the same level of consistency that I knew I had in me. And so I said, you know, let me just take my time with this. Wednesday show was packed anyway, and I don't want to put out, I legitimately said it needs to go out all at the same time. So essentially, it's going to be just two months, over two months straight. It'll be nine episodes, which will be, you know, two, over two months straight. And I was like, let me just, let me set that up in place there and don't need to rush this. And then over, I want to say December, over my mini little, excuse me, over my, over my mini little break, um, I just, I, I, I didn't record episode three. I recorded like episode four and five, went back to three because um, there's so many things I wanted to tackle in 3. 3, because 3 was one of my least favorite uh, seasons. But either way, it's all recorded, and I say, you know what? Uh, since we are not doing episode by episode of Power, uh, Force, we're not doing it of Echo, I say, you know what? Or Invincible, let me just fill February up, and then f- March, April will be dedicated to 24, and the first week in May will end it. So, uh, it'll be starting the first Wednesday in March. It will be the next two months on the Wednesday show will be dedicated to 24, this season retrospective. And it will be containing, the, like I said, it'll be all nine seasons we'll talk about. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I'm really happy with the way it came out. Some are shorter than others because um, I have more to say about certain things. Um, I, I'm sure I missed some, some plot points, um, but overall, I, 
I'm happy with it. So no more teases. It's starting March. That's when it'll come out. Um, as for February, as you guys are listening, you guys seen the, the, the name. We're talking about Invincible today. We're going to talk about The Witcher next week, season three. Um, give my thoughts on that because I finally did get, get a chance to watch it. Um, and then the fourth week in February, uh, I don't know what that will be yet. Well, we'll I will figure that out as it goes along. But anyways, you guys tuned in to listen to my uh, retrospective of part one of season two of Invincible. Season two of Invincible will drop in two parts. Did not know that. I, it's funny because um, this was the plan to, re- to record the whole season. And then I ended up looking on Prime because I got we got snowed in here a couple of days where I am, and I was like, oh, I'll just watch the entire season of Invincible, and that's how I watched the entire season of Watchers. I said, what? Only four episodes? This is weird. Went to Google because Google's never wrong, and all of a sudden they said, oh, it's in two parts. Don't know when the second part will be out. Either way, when uh, it comes out, I'll watch it, I'll record it, and we'll finish it off this way. But I I will say this. And they pretty much have said this. So, if you guys have read the comic books, the cartoon is pretty pretty standard to that. You know? Um, I do know the live-action movie they're doing is going to be completely different. And so, I do kind of wonder what's going to be different about it. Um, this season picks up a month after the events uh, that season one ended under. For those of you guys who don't remember, essentially Omni Man outed himself as the ultimate bad guy, took his son, Invincible, to Chicago to kick his ass, um, and essentially then he just flew away, abandoning, abandoning his post. So the first four episodes of season two, we're dealing with, with really the aftermath of everything, and we're seeing how Mark and his mom are um, handling it, and they're not handling it well. Invincible's trying to prove that he's not his father. Um, all while, let's rewind. The first 10 minutes, actually, I, I, it, it takes you essentially to an alternate universe where Omni-Man and Invincible have taken over the Earth. And essentially you see um, what it would be like for both of them to be um, in charge. So think of it like, like an injustice style of <coughs> punishment. Don't know why I'm yawning, but okay. Um, and at one point, this is clearly like a future, and you see Eve with a shorter hair, and you see Mark like paralyze her because he doesn't want to kill her. And so now, you, you essentially, you have Earth being taken over, and it's a uh, it's it's a rough uh, future to see. And obviously, you know that this is you know if you watch enough comic book anything, you know you just know it's an alternate universe. Well, anyways, um, the one thing I'll, I'll say is too the one thing I, I like about Invincible, the TV show, and I, I do say this too, the I do believe uh, Kirkman and Otley and the rest of the uh, creators did a great job of even in a comic book, um, they can they can divert your attention to another character that is not the main character and make them feel like the main character, bring you back to reality, you know. So essentially, we have uh, a gentleman who breaks the Maulers out, and essentially he breaks them out because he needs help, because he has seen ultimate alternate universes where Invincible and Omni Man are a team, but on Earth is the only reality where they are not a team, and Invincible turns down um, 
Omni-Man's, uh, and so he has been collecting his different, different hymns throughout the universe, and I will say this, if you're tired of multiversal stuff, um, they do, they don't spend a lot of time on it here, which I think, for the first part of the season, they don't spend a lot of time on it, which I think is wise, um, if you're tired of multiversal stuff, if you're not, then whatever, um, but essentially, he has a plan in order to take out the rest of the universes where Omni-Man and um, Invincible have taken over. So in the process of all this, his storyline the entire time is he is going to get the ultimate power and put all the knowledge of him from all the multiverses into one, which is him. Well, Invincible comes, and Invincible doesn't know he's trying to stop this, but of course Invincible's fighting the Maulers, and because he brought the Maulers from each universe away, they're going to kill him, but he doesn't want to start his utopia with blood, as he says. And so he ends up taking the helmet off in the middle of the observation, which then turns into uh, uh, a brainiac of sorts. Either way, he blames Invincible for interrupting the process. So now he is going to every different multiverse because he can open up portals. And he's essentially killing or allowing or, or capturing Invincibles in different eras to... And you only see this, you only see this for maybe four minutes like when when they when when they uh, when they leave this scene they go to the next scene where you see him capture uh, an invincible from a different planet which we don't know which earth this is essentially they have a two three minute talking scene and then you see that he's leaving them to die and and that's what it is you know um but essentially that he's going to wipe the earth of invincible so it, it looks like he's going to be one of the big bads of part two so anyways, and I read the comic. I didn't read the, I didn't I didn't read it up until the end, so I don't know what the ending is. Um, if I'm not mistaken, someone already told me what it is, but I don't remember. But I didn't read it up to the end. I read it to up to like I think it was like uh, issue like 105 or something like that. And it was very, it was a very specific number. That's why I can remember like it was one of those. It was like 105, 104, 107 like that. But I believe that the comic run went to like 160. And really because um once once you lose Omni-Man, which they lose him pretty fast in this comic book, uh, he's not a big factor after a while, um, the interest becomes very comic booky. And when I say that, um, sometimes some stories just go on for too long. Like, to me, the thing that made the first Civil War so impactful for me as a reader, and I'll even say me as a writer, is when you get the different focuses on oh civil war fantastic four civil war x-men civil war black panther you're seeing all these different perspectives on this situation and honestly you don't have to read the other characters that you don't care about because you don't that's just their perspective you're not missing anything from the overall plot from their perspective you know and so excuse me i think you kind of lose that when omni man goes and it's not because omni man is such a great character he's, he's a pretty good character but I believe you kind of lose that that other half of like what made the comic good to me, and I mean don't be wrong, he dies in like issue sixty five or some shit. I'm, I'm I'm throwing out numbers here, but he dies pretty early in the run. He doesn't make it to the hundreds if I'm not mistaken, but um and his death is done very well. Um, but what I mean though is like once you lose him, it's kind of like you lose that secondary character that's so strong that you can lean on like to me that's why i enjoyed the daredevil series from netflix because 
they did a whole episode on Karen Page, and I get if you don't like Karen Page, you find her annoying and whiny. That doesn't do it for you. But like to me, the, the side characters have to be just as important. That's why when you watch a show like NCIS, right? I enjoyed NCIS because you're gonna get perspectives from every character. Did I necessarily need to see a perspective from Ducky or Abby? No, and I didn't watch those episodes because I didn't care about those characters as much as I cared about the McGees, the Denozos, the the rest of them. I can't remember why else I haven't watched NCIS in years. But um, essentially, I feel like they, they still struggle to find a secondary character once they kill a family member. But still, to me, the thing about Robert Kirkman is him and his, his, his co-writers are never afraid to kill people, which is what also made his comics, you know, what they are. So anyways, um, so essentially, that's Luther's arc in there, is, is that is one of those things where it's not much multiversal stuff, but there is some multiversal aspects just to give you guys a heads up. Meanwhile, Invincible is still, you know, coming to grips with it. He decides to work um, for the, for the uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but essentially he's the guy that runs the superhero uh, leagues and stuff. And, and so, like, you see kind of like this mentor-mentee bond with, between the two, but you can see that Mark still hasn't learned. He still does things on his own, which he really shouldn't be doing. But it's also him trying to prove something to himself and other people and everything like that. So it it's, it fits the character overall. I think his mom had a, has a great story arc in this thing. She tries to go to a, a self help uh, group from for people who lost their here um, their families due to the um, you don't know at the time, but you find out later it's, it's, it's due to people who who lost their uh, the family and you're not, you're not really supposed to talk about it. But she ends up going to drinks with someone and he ends up finding out because she tells him. That he Omni Man killed his wife, and so that ends up causing a rift, and she ends up going her own way. Um, and then the big reveal in episode three is you see where Omni Man has been since he left Earth. And by the way, there is a whole twenty minute episode. This was a smaller episode, but it's a twenty minute episode instead of a fifty minute episode. But it's twenty minutes dedicated to Alan, the alien that we met in season one. And essentially, he had found he was trying to convince the council um, that hey, they can they can um, that Mark can help them, that Invincible can help them. Well, he doesn't know that the leader Thaddeus is a mole. And so essentially, because Alan knows this information, the Vulture mites find him, and he allows him. He doesn't fight back against him because he knows he's a mole, and he allows himself to. He doesn't get killed there, but Thaddeus ends up killing him later on. And also, it was weird. Two weird sex scenes that were random. I mean, I, I they were random. For this, I just thought it was I, it was meant for humor. I got it, but it just I just thought it was it was interestingly put. But anyways, um, and so Alan ends up dying in this particular one, which is unfortunate. But he actually he doesn't have much of an arc in the, in the comics either. Like it's this is pretty freaking accurate what they did, um, which I think is interesting because I wonder what. Is this a way of Robert Kirkman showing the power he has in Hollywood, or was this just him saying, "Hey, I want you guys. I want people to even people who don't read comics. I want them to be able to say, oh, shit, like this is cool. This is a comic book.' You know, I, I wonder why. I mean, it's, it's it's a good thing, you know, for those people who complain constantly about, oh, well, you know, uh, panels can never go to picture. They, they they've done a pretty damn good job of taking panel to picture. So, um, anyways. So what ends up happening next is um, Omni-Man tricks Mark into thinking that Earth needs help. But 
essentially he knew that he, he couldn't get him there without them. So now you you see that he has a brother, you see that he has a new wife, and essentially that this this new um, plant took him in, and asked him to uh, be their emperor, um, and he's it's just a utopia of uh, I, I would say ants essentially. Well, the Ultramites end up finding him. Omni-Man and Invincible fight them off, but then, uh, because he got caught slipping, Omni-Man, he ends up getting taken and beaten down. Um, this is a pretty brutal fight. And now the Ultramites have said, because you survived your first fight to Invincible, he is going, he now is tasked with taking over the Earth. And he says, they said, you can take two lives, three lives, or we could take millions. So essentially, the Ultramites are still coming. Um, and so... I will say this. this, and this is once again, this is a coming of age story as well. You know, like uh, uh, Invincible is refusing to kill people, and Omni Man is like, "You're stupid, bro. You gotta have to kill somebody." And so, like, uh, Vulture the Vulture Mice know nothing but death. There is no trapping them. There is no. You're gonna have to kill them. Um, and so, he, this is gonna be his arc for the second part of the season. Is now you have this scientist who blames him. For becoming what he is, you know, it's kind of his fault. But anyways, uh, it's, it's not his fault at all. But anyways, <laughs> um, you have that going on. You have the Vulture Mike still a threat, and now Omni Man is off the board, and uh, and now you don't really have people. I, I wonder if, if this is where they are going to going to go off the script, or are they going to go keep on script? And because it hasn't been seen yet, or it's not available to be seen yet, I'm not going to get spoilers on uh, how this particular arc ends. I wait till part two comes out. But overall, I thought this was another strong four episodes. They're all over 40 minutes, um, which is really, to me, that was probably by the most impressive thing to me. I don't remember if, uh, I don't remember if the season one had, was a 30 minute episode or 40, but I love this. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, guys, I don't have a lot of time on my hands, but if you give me a good 40, 50 minute episode, to me, that just fits everything. It just fits so perfectly. I was I was um I was in Atlanta uh for Christmas, and I don't have cable, and my aunt has cable, so I was watching some. It was an NCIS LA um uh, marathon. On. I haven't seen NCIS LA in years, but I'm telling you, just like that 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 48 minute, 50 minute mark is so fantastic. It just feels so filling as a TV show. I know not everybody has attention span. I know sometimes since things need to be 22 minutes, but 40 minutes and above, man, it just feels like that's the right amount of time to tell a really good story and give every character you want to give some time. Like, even this, she's struggling because she doesn't want to be a hero, but she's trying to figure out what being a hero is. And her dad, going about it in the wrong way, but her dad says, she's like, no, a hero doesn't make you, you know... Because you're able to manipulate things, and um, and that's not a hero. A hero is doing the right thing, and she's learning her own lessons. And her and Mark really need to become a team to really that way they can talk to each other and grow with each other, you know, as well as growing with themselves as their own uh, hero statures grow. You know, um, I use a lot. Of, I use grow there a lot. But anyways, um, that my review for. You know, part one of season two, I, I give it a 10 out of 10. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do, if they change anything up, if they don't. Um, we're going to see, it looks like we're going to see the fate of uh, Earth. 
the fate of Omni Man, the fate of you know Invincible. I'm looking so forward to it. So, anyways, that is your show for this week. I am this little chemical. This is I see things a little differently. I'll talk to you guys next week about season three of The Witcher. I'm out.